What's up, everybody? You're listening to The Ones Podcast, and today we're going to talk about numerous subjects. Let's start off with the sports category. In the NFL subject, tomorrow you have the conference championship games. You got the Los Angeles Rams at the New Orleans Saints. Tomorrow, as well, you have the New England Patriots versus the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs got the home field advantage. Trending in the news right now, it says Ravens and John Harbaugh has agreed to a contract extension. I do not know how long the contract extension is, but he it's through the 2019 NFL season. In the NBA side of stories, DeMarcus Cousins made his first uh, debut with the Golden State Warriors, getting about 14 points and fouled out. Gordon Hayward is out against the Atlanta Hawks today due to personal reasons is what he said. Switching back to the NFL side of things, the angry Los Angeles Rams fans have started a petition to get a referee removed from the NFC Championship game. The Rams fans are so upset with the NFL's decision to have Bill Vinovich officiate Sunday's NFC Championship that they have already started a petition to have him removed. The reason the Rams fans are are mad is that they seem to lose every single game that Vinovich is involved in. As we noted earlier this week, when the officiating teams were announced, Vinovich has been the ref for eight games involving the Rams since 2012. They've gone 0-8 in those games. Not only that, but the Rams have been hit with more penalty yardage in the seven of eight games. In the other game, they ended up with the same amount of penalty yardage. During the 2018 season, the Rams went 0-2 with Vinovich as the referee, and that included their first game with the Saints. During the Saints' 45-35 win over the Rams back in Week 9, there were six accepted penalties in the game with four going to Los Angeles and two going against the New Orleans Saints. The fans who started the petition seems especially frustrated that the league is having the referee from the first officiate the second game. There is no reason to repeat the exact same officiating crew for the rematch in the playoffs, other than to stack the odds for Drew Brees to go out with a ring. The petition states that there are tons of other combinations the NFL could have chosen. Whether or not the bias is intentional, there is too much data to demonstrate a pattern. And for a corporation as big as the NFL to not see this pattern is highly unlikely. The magnitude of this game is too large and the referees should be neutral, plain, and simple. The Change.org petition has gained some serious steam this week with more than 7,000 Rams fans signing it as of Saturday morning. Unfortunately for the Rams fans, even if 500,000 people sign this petition, that's basically a 0% chance that the NFL would be pulling Vinovich from the game. Of course, there's a smaller silver lining in all of this for the Rams. If they beat the Saints on Sunday, the referee for the Super Bowl 53 is John Perry, and the Rams have never lost a game that he's officiated. They've gone 7-0. 
breaking news from the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee head coach Jimmy Pruitt has lost an assistant head coach Charles Kelly to Alabama. The veteran secondary coach is leaving Rocky Top to the to coach the secondaries for the Alabama Crimson Tide, which source is telling Volquest that Kelly could be in line for a bigger title once Nick Saban finalizes the rest of his staff. Source says this deal is just under $1 million per year. Kelly came to Tennessee a season ago after five seasons at Florida State, in which the last four he served as defensive coordinator in Tallahassee. With the Vols in 2018, Kelly worked as the safeties coach and special teams coordinator. With Kelly's departure, Pruitt is now down to 10 full-time assistant coaches on his staff after adding former Vols T. Martin earlier this week. Responsibilities for the staff have not been released. Last season, Tennessee had five assistants on each side of the ball. Kelly is the second of the field coach to leave from Pruitt's inaugural staff as Tyson Helton left to be the head coach at Western Kentucky. Earlier this week, John Lilly, who was an assistant to Pruitt in in the off-field role, accepted the tight end's position with the Cleveland Browns. Both Lilly and Kelly played key roles in Tennessee's special team units this past season. Nick Saban's on a hunt to get down assistance. Switching to political and breaking news, the Food and Drug Administration, or the FDA, says that the e-cigarettes face an uncertain future in the U.S. Markets, unless youth smoking rates drop over the next year. Speaking at a public hearing Friday in Silver Springs, Maryland, the FDA Commissioner Scott Galeeb said he could see the entire category of e-cigarettes and vaping products removed from store shelves if companies don't stop making marketing such products to the youth. I'll tell you this, if the youth can use if the youth use continue to rise and we significant increase in use in 2019 on the top of dramatic rise in 2018, the entire category will face an ex Existential threat, he said. Still keeping on with the political side of things. Trump issued a statement earlier today about the government shutdown. President Trump, in a televised White House address, addressed Saturday offered the Democrats a compromise package on immigration in an effort to end the nearly month-long partial government shutdown. Although some prominent Democrats were dismissing the olive branch as the non-starter before Trump even spoke, Trump announced that he was prepared to back a three-year extinction of protections for 700,000 immigrants who came to the country illegally as children and were shielded from deportation under the Obama era deferred. Action for Childhood Arrivals, DACA, DACA program. This is in exchange for the $5.7 billion he has requested for a barrier on the, south, on the southern border with Mexico. Trump accuses Pelosi of being controlled by the radical left hours before White House statement on shutdown. Walls are not immoral, he said, adding that adding that wall will save many lives and stop drugs from pouring into our country, he said. This is not a concrete structure from sea to sea, he said, addressing some previously expressed concerns about the so-called wall. 
These are still barriers in high priority locations. The offer deal would be would extend protections for three three hundred thousand recipients of the temporary protected status, the TPS program, which protects immigrants from designated countries with conditions that prevent nationals from returning safely. Our immigration system should be a source of pride, not a source of shame, as it as it is all over the world, Trump said, before urging politicians to take off their armor and find solutions. It would isolate, accommodate $800 million for drug detection technology to secure ports of entry, 2,750 new border agents are in law enforcement's professionals and 75 new immigrant judges to reduce an immense backlog of asylum requests. So with all that in mind, Trump is still haven't found an answer. He can still he he still can't bribe the Democrats about the wall. Switching up to the NBA in sports, the Lakers hope to keep Rockets. The Lakers hope to keep the Houston Rockets' James Harden under fifty points. Houston, with reigning MVP James Harden, has have scored 57 and 58 points respectively in the past two games. Lakers coach Luke Walton has a modest defensive goal for his team heading into Saturday's game against the Houston Rockets. If we can't keep him under anything for 50, we feel like we've succeeded as a group, Walton said. With a weary smile after a shoot-around Saturday morning, he scores over 50, then the game plan did not work. Harden, averaging a league-best 35.4 points per game, has scored 30-plus points in 18 straight games, mixing in three 50-point games and eight 40-point games. Haitian has gone 13-5 in the stretch to climb the number six spot in the Western Conference, heading into Saturday's game, which is 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC or ESPN app. Harden's heart streak started against the Lakers on December 13th when he put 50 points uh, 10 rebounds and 11 assists and made 18 of 19 free throws to lead the Rockets to a 126-111 to victory. He's going to get fouls. He's going to get three-point shots. He's going to score, Walton said. He's on an unbelievable unbelievable tear right now. We just got to keep fighting and playing through all, all of it. The last time the Lakers played the Rockets, of course, they had LeBron James in the lineup. He scored 29 points on 12 for 18 shooting. James isn't with the team in Houston this time around, staying back in Los Angeles to continue his rehabilitate the strain left groin that caused him to miss the past 12 games. Lakers have gone 5-7 five and, five and seven without James and without Rondo, who has, missed the game, who has missed the same amount of time after undergoing surgery to repair a ligament in his right ring finger, but things are looking up. Not only have the Lakers won the past two games without the pair of accomplished veterans, including a 138-128 to overtime victory on the road against the Oklahoma City Thunder on Thursday, but James and Rondo's return could be right around the corner. Both have been cleared to resume full contact practice, and Walton said he plans to organize the practice Sunday in El Judo when the team returns from its two-game road trip. We're hopeful to have both of them, Walton said. It will be determined on Sunday. I don't know what LeBron is doing today as far as how aggressive he 
his on-court stuff will be. But depending on how he feels later today, tomorrow morning will be will be dependent on how much he does in the practice we have for tomorrow. And Rondo will pretty much feel full going tomorrow. James was cleared Wednesday, but the team left for Oklahoma City Thunder that day without practicing before their flight. Rondo was cleared Friday and played in an informal half-court, three-on-three, and full-court, four-on-four games in Houston. Even with the positive practice development, Walton has was reticent when he asked if James and Rondo could be back in his lineup Monday with the Lakers host the Golden State Warriors on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Call it hopeful, Walton said. Of course, I'm hopeful, but I don't anticipate. I wouldn't anticipate either one of them to play Monday. The New Orleans Pelicans stars Anthony Davis is expected to miss one to two weeks with a sprained left index finger the team announced on Saturday. Davis suffered the injury late in the fourth quarter on Friday's 128-112 loss to the Portland Trailblazers. He's had his fingers taped together and played briefly before exiting with one minute and 18 seconds left to play. He finished with 27 points and 7 rebounds. Davis had an x-ray after the game, a team official official told reporters. For the season, see, for, for the season Davis has five-time All-Star selection. Is and he's averaging a 29.3 points, 13.3 rebounds, and 2.6 blocks per game, all above his career averages. He has missed five games due to injury and illness this season. The Pelicans have lost three of four to drop 21-15 four games behind the L.A. Lakers for the eighth and final playoff spot in the Western Conference entering Saturday's game. New Orleans next faces Memphis on Monday night to conclude a five-game road trip. The Pelicans have four games next week and a total of seven during the two weeks that Davis could miss. Sources say that Markel Fultz rejoins the 76ers for a shoulder rehabilitation. There is no timeable timetable yet on Fultz playing again this year, league sources said. Fultz flew on a red-eye flight from Los Angeles and arrived Saturday in Philly, where he's meet with Sixers officials prior to today's game against Oklahoma City, he sources said. Mark Carroll Fultz, the number one overall pick in the 2017 NBA draft, left the Sixers to meet with medical specialists on November 21st and hasn't played a game since. He was diagnosed with a condition called thoracic outlet syndrome and has been working with therapists in Los Angeles since December 6th, but he but did return east for a short visit at Christmas. Fultz's agent, Raymond Brothers, told ESPN three weeks ago that his client is progressing well in rehabilitation of his right shoulder and expects Fultz to return to the team this season. We want to make sure he's 100% and healthy when he does come back, Brothers told ESPN at Christmas. Brothers said that Fultz has been regaining strength and mobility in his right shoulder, which the agent believes will improve a jump shot from that has failed him thus far in the league. On the advice of Brothers, Fultz visited with multiple specialists in late November and early December. Brothers told ESPN in early December that th- thoracic outlet syndrome affects nerves between the neck and shoulder resulting in abnormal function, movement, and range of motion, thus severely limiting Markel's ability to shoot a basketball. There was a Sixers medical team member on each of the visits to the specialists. 
Foles has lost the ability to carry out and follow through on a long jump shot. And there's been internal and external debate on how much of his perplexing circumstance is physical versus mental. People who are saying it was a mental problem, and this is not Brother told ESPN in early December, there's no way you're the number one pick in the world and all of a sudden you aren't able to constantly raise your arms to shoot a basketball. Something is, some, something is physically wrong. Now we have to uh, find the answer to the problem. Well, thank you guys for watching the Once Podcast. It was a short episode. It was my first episode testing out the equipment I have. Uh, This is the Once Podcast. Signing out. Peace.